RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's daily Star Trek news is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt and today is Tuesday, July 23rd, 2019. On today's show, new details about upcoming short treks. Alex Kurtzman teases the possibility of a new Pike, Spock and Number One series. And the Orville is moving to Hulu. All this plus the week's Trek trivia coming up next. More details about upcoming short treks came out of Star Trek's Hall H panel at Comic-Con this weekend. Star Trek head boy Alex Kurtzman started off by explaining where short treks came from and their place in Trek. Talking about the four shorts that came before Discovery Season 2, he explained, We knew we weren't going to be able to drop Discovery right away, and we wanted to buy ourselves the time to get the season right particularly because the visual effects take so long. So we built these short treks, which was like a really interesting experiment in that we got to tell the stories that you otherwise wouldn't always get to tell in the main body of the story. But then the reveal was that some of them connected to storytelling of season two. They seem like they were independent, but they really weren't. So we're going to do that again. Kurtzman then reaffirmed that there will be six upcoming short treks and introduced a minute and a half long trailer showing them off. After the trailer, he explained further what to expect from the next six short stories. Three of the short treks will involve Pike, Spock, and Number One, including one that featured prominently in the trailer with Number One and Spock getting stuck in an elevator. Then two will be animated, but as Kurtzman pointed out, not in the style of either of the animated shows. One of those will be directed by composer Michael Giacchino, and one will be directed by Olatunde Osunsanmi, one of Discovery's main directors. Then the final of the six stories will be a prequel to the Picard series. Kurtzman described it, It will give you a sense of some background that happened to Jean-Luc 15 years before we enter into the series, so everything connects. Later in that part of the Hall H panel, Kurtzman addressed directly the idea of Captain Pike, Number One, and Spock getting their own show. Kind of. He acknowledged that those three characters were key to setting the tone for Discovery Season 2, and he said that they would have taken them with Discovery if they could have. But in his words, that would have broken canon in ways that you would have been throwing tomatoes at us today. Kurtzman went on to tease the crowd, though, saying, There's obviously been a lot of speculation about whether Pike and Number One and Spock would get their own show. So I guess my question to you guys is, do you want them to get their own show? When the crowd finished cheering, he finished by saying, okay, well, we'll think about it. You can watch the Short Treks trailer for yourself now on dailystartreknews.com. 
It wasn't just Star Trek that had big announcements at Comic-Con this weekend. The Orville also had a panel in Comic-Con's secondary theater, Ballroom 20. The Hollywood Reporter was in the room and brought us updates on when and how we can expect to see the new series. In the Orville panel, series creator Seth MacFarlane revealed that the Orville will be moving from Fox onto Hulu, and that season three is now expected to premiere in the fall of 2020, rather than early 2020, as was previously announced. The Orville season three was originally slated to be part of Fox's mid-season lineup, alongside shows like Deputy, Filthy Rich, Last Man Standing, and The Masked Singer. But McFarlane insists that the move and delay is good news for the Orville. McFarlane said that Fox understood what he was trying to do with the show and had done a spectacular job of marketing, launching, and programming it thus far. But he said, as the show has evolved and become more ambitious production-wise, I determined that I would not be able to deliver episodes until 2020, which would be challenging for the network. So we began to discuss how best to support the third season in a way that worked for the show. On Hulu, The Orville will join a strong lineup of original programming, including Runaways, The Handmaid's Tale, and Veronica Mars. The Hollywood Reporter points out that it's unclear at this point whether The Orville will continue to be released weekly or in one bingeable season. Up next, my favorite moment from Comic-Con and Trek Trivia Tuesday. But first, a word from me. This show is supported by listeners like you. From just a dollar a month, you can help me keep the show running by offsetting my production costs and allowing me to concentrate on bringing you the best Star Trek content every weekday. To find out how you can be a part of the Daily Star Trek News family, just head on over to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek News. That's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek News. And of course, even if you can't help with a financial contribution, there are other ways to support the show. Share this episode with your friends and family, or share the news stories from the website and spread the word. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Trek News. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. Since I'm still kind of coming down from the weekend, I wanted to share my experience of Comic-Con with you all. Comic-Con this year was completely overwhelming for me, and now I consider myself an extrovert, but battling the crowds of over 130,000 people can test anyone's patience. Add to that all of the Star Trek news that came out over the last few days, and I really ended up being simultaneously overwhelmed and also feeling like I was missing out on everything. At Comic-Con, if you can believe that. More than once, I just wanted to go back to my room and curl up with a coffee and watch TNG. One other feeling I had, and I have to stress that this is my personal opinion, is that Star Trek feels a little like it's running away without me, leaving me behind. Now, I'm kind of an old school Trekkie, and while I'm excited for all of the new content, I kind of started wondering what will be left for people like me, who still enjoy debating the political commentary behind TOS episodes. I wondered if CBS and Star Trek really cared about my type of fans anymore. 
Now, I'm not sure I will ever get an answer to that question, but that is not where my story ends. I had the great fortune to attend a panel on Sunday morning, and it was pretty much the last thing I did at the con. Larry Nemechek hosted a one-on-one interview with Robert Butler, the director of the first-ever Star Trek pilot, The Cage. They covered everything from Inception to The Menagerie. Believe it or not, he's never even seen it. Uh, And it was probably the most inspirational part of the weekend. The room it was in held 300 people, and they had to turn away people at the door. Those of us who made it inside spent an hour hearing about the history of Trek, production secrets from the set, and all of those little things that make me love Star Trek. And I never once felt like it was running away without me. So in conclusion, I feel very privileged to have witnessed the explosion of Trek content that happened this weekend. And while it was overwhelming, I also feel very privileged to have been reassured that there is still a place for Trek fans like me, even if we maybe have to make it for ourselves. And now, it's Trek Trivia Tuesday, Comic-Con Edition. Did you know, the quote-unquote insignificant starship that will feature in the new Star Trek animated series Lower Decks is a California-class cruiser by the name of the USS Cerritos. That was announced during Star Trek's Hall H panel on Saturday. So now, a trivia question for you. Looking back at the Next Generation episode, Lower Decks, what was the name of the young Bajoran Ensign, who was one of the featured characters in that episode? And what previous episode of Next Gen did she appear in? Find out on Friday's episode of Daily Star Trek News. Before I go, don't forget that both Priority One and Mission Log will be broadcasting live this evening. Priority One is up first, broadcasting the live recording of the show that you'll hear when it comes out on Friday. Get a peek at how the sausage is made and hang out in the chat room. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Head to PriorityOnePodcast.com for details. Then at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, it's Mission Log Live. Ken Ray and John Champion discuss Trek topics with a special guest, and they're taking your calls so that you can be part of the discussion too. Head to facebook.com forward slash mission log pod for more. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. For more great Star Trek podcasts, be sure to check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at dailystartreknews.com or find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Trek News. I'll be back tomorrow with more of the Trek news that you need to know. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network.